Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Tons going on. We've got a big interview at the bottom of the hour with uh, campusreform.org. Make sure you stick around for that. We're also watching and seeing what's going to happen in this committee. Carrie, they're going to vote in the entire Senate in, on April 8th. Have they already voted in the committee and she's gotten out of committee or not? No, the committee votes on April the 4th. The Senate will vote on the 8th. Well, that's interesting. I guess they're going to debate it now. I mean, until the 4th, that's a long time. Why would they wait so, so damn long? That's odd. I don't I don't know. get it. I mean, it's like 11 days from now. What are we talking about? So, and then the, the full Senate will vote on the 8th if it gets out of committee. And it should get out of committee because the Democrats have the numbers. There isn't a Democrat there. Who's going to say no? This, of course, as there's some big trend that Ginny Thomas, uh, Clarence Thomas's wife, um, allegedly was in contact via email or something with uh, Mark Meadows, the president's chief of staff, the then president, Tr- President Trump's chief of staff, about um, the 2020 election. All very strange. I mean, uh, this is for the Washington Post. The Washington Post is the same rag of a newspaper that actually said that um, this appointee, for the Supreme Court has had a harder time than Brett Kavanaugh. Listen, I don't care if you're the most progressive, liberal, Marxist nut job on, on the planet. Nobody thinks that Kavanaugh had an easier ride than the current um, nominee from Biden. That, that's, that's just dumb. They literally stopped the confirmation hearings to do an FBI investigation. I kid you not. So I don't know what the hell we're talking about. That's just, that's just plain old dumb. Uh, on a Thursday... Feeling all right. Let's go. That is the chocolate voice, by the way. How you doing, Carrie? You good? Mm-hmm, I am. Oh, we'll get it done. Seems I got to have a change. Sam along for the ride. Uh huh. Cause every night I have the strangest dreams. Mark Don and Mel. Oh, I'm no Mark and Don. That, you, actually, that's not an option. It is. I checked. I'm Mel called. He said he's suing if you don't stop. <laughs> what do you say we feel all right? Let's go. Carrie, just get it out of the way or wait? Let me get my picture. Mm. Okay. All right. Ready. You good to go? Yep. God forbid I got to hear you whining about the song again. 
Which, right. by the way, I mean, across the board, except for you and Polo. And Polo didn't even say he didn't like it. He just said it was a good idea. Which means. Which means it was that means. a good idea. Well, I take it on face value. Right. Um, everybody else except you, hater, um, loves the song. <laughs> of course so, they do. Now, this yeah. is about, of course, now somebody wrote me that they should do When a Man Loves a Woman. No, I, I used that one for um, a men or a woman, remember? In the, in the uh, house chamber. The guy said, uh, at the end of a prayer, he said, amen, mm-hmm. and a woman. Oh, you don't remember yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I used it for that. And then somebody posted me the karaoke link to the Bee Gees song, More Than a Woman, that I just said I'm not going to do because, you know, it's very high. Too high. They're the Bee Gees, mm-hmm. which stands for what? Uh, I don't BGs? know. Bee Gees? What does Come Bee Gees stand for? I don't know. Polo, Bee Gees? The Brothers Gibb. Thank you. Oh, hello. Yeah. Really? That you didn't know sense. they were the Brothers Gibb? You didn't know I, that? I did not know that. Mm-mm. You were like 40 when their songs were big hits in <laughs> the 70s. That's not true. I was just a baby. I don't even know I was even born, actually. So you don't, yeah. you've never even heard Depending of the Bee Gees, I guess. What 70s, what year we were talking. So, yeah. So you didn't know, you did, this is the first time you've ever heard the name Bee Gees tonight. No, of course I know who the Bee Gees are. <laughs> and then, of course, they had a little brother Gibb. named Andy Gibb. Andy Gibb, exactly right. Oh, I crushed right. on Andy Gibb. Yeah, I did. I, I, I think every every girl, woman, whatever, so uh, I, I guess some men too, crushed on Andy Gibb. Yeah, yeah, I did. Like, tragically, he died at like 30. What the it hell was, was that? terrible, I know. Yeah, that was awful. Awful. All right, so now that we've, we've taken care of music history, now we've got to do a little bit of uh, Supreme Court history. For some reason, Katanji uh, Jackson Brown, uh, Brown Jackson, I keep doing that, <laughs> um, even did in the interview with Cornyn. For some reason, she decided not to give a definition of woman when Marsha Blackburn asked her to, and it didn't, it didn't come off well. I like what um, Tom Fitton said yesterday from Judicial Watch. He said, you know, she could have just said, listen, there might be a case in front of me I'd rather not say right now. Of course, I know what a woman is, but I'm not going to get into it right now. I think that's kind of a loaded question. I got cases. Instead, she said, no, I can't. She <laughs> just said, no, I can't define the word woman. And Marsha Blackburn was like, you can't? And we'll have, we'll have Senator Blackburn on soon. But uh, with that in mind, I decided to do a little something-something. A little Pags parody we call What's a Woman? You're welcome, people. In advance, you're welcome. Carrie, you good to go? Oh, yeah. I got my picture. Look at that smile. Wow. Everybody. What's a woman? Why are you asking me what's a woman? Hey, that's biology, what's a woman? I don't believe you'd ask me about that. I was appointed cause I'm black. Mercy. Uh Uh-huh. Let's go. What's a woman? I can't really answer. What's a woman? Could be miss or mister. What's a woman? Why are you asking with a clenched fist? I'm not a biologist. Wow. Not a biologist. Care she's not. Mm-hmm. Bring it down. What's a woman? Let me think. What's a woman? My chances will sink. What's a woman? I can't answer you. What's a woman, why'd you ask? What's a woman, don't 
on me grass What's a woman if I answer I lose Cause I need to Kiss the left's ass What? Back off me blackbird You'll block my back What's a woman? Can't we just move on? What's a woman? Could be Sharon or Tom What's a woman? I'm here to get this job, you see You'll get no answer from me You see, a chick can be a he or she You see, a chick can be a he or she, Carrie So you can't really define woman Because that would be kind of tough to do mm-hmm. With all the swimming and such Got it You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean Okay, so I can define a woman. Obviously, a woman menstruates, a woman can get pregnant. I mean, a woman has uh, no Y chromosome. It's actually very simple to define a woman. A woman is an adult girl. I mean, I'm not really sure I understand why that's so hard to come by. But if you're uh, hoping to get on the Supreme Court and maybe make a decision in favor of people who are are XY and and claim that they're somehow XX, then you're not going to give a definition, which is exactly why this this person did that. Um, At the end of the day, she really did telegraph how she'll rule on the court should cases like this come up. Having said that, um, I've always been a guy who has wanted equal opportunity for everybody. I don't care if you're man, woman, or whatever. It doesn't matter to me. I want equal opportunity. When it comes to doing a job in the Army or the Armed Forces, equal opportunity comes from equal training, comes from equal physical fitness. I've never understood, and for a while, it was uh, a man had to do, uh, I don't know, what was it, 10, 10 pull-ups and a woman had to do three or something. I'm like, well, how does that change in the, in the war theater? If you're there doing the same job as a man, you've got to be able to pull your weight like a man would. And if you're actually telling women you can, you can be out of shape or not as physically fit or not able to do these physical things, but you're good to go because we feel better about it, that's a problem for me. And I think under Trump, they actually fixed that. They said, no, no, you want to be in the armed forces. You've got to do these things. And listen, women are able to do as many pull-ups or sit-ups or push-ups as men because um, it goes by body weight. They're certainly able to do it if they're trained correctly. I've seen it. I've seen women who would do way more than I can when it comes to pull-ups and stuff. So making it easier and more lenient is not somehow helping the women. It's actually making it worse for them because they can't, when they're out there doing the job, keep up with the guys. So, Carrie, you now say the, the Biden administration has decided, let's go, let's go the other way on this. Mm-hmm. From the Hill, following a three-year review, the Army has scrapped plans to use the same physical fitness test for all soldiers, choosing instead to have some reduced standards to allow women and older soldiers to pass, the service announced on Wednesday. The decision follows a RAND-led study that found men were more easily passing the new, more difficult Army combat fitness test, the ACFT, compared to women and older soldiers who were failing at noticeably higher rates. Uh, Six-event test developed in 2019 was an expansion from the three events, push-ups, sit-ups, and a run soldiers had done prior. This test is an essential part of maintaining the readiness of the Army as we transform into the Army of 2030. Army Secretary Christine Wormuth said in a statement announcing the changes, the revisions to the ACFT are based on data and analysis, including an independent assessment required by Congress. We will continue to assess our implementation of the test to ensure it is fair and achieves our goal of strengthening the Army's fitness culture. The Army first changed its fitness test to include deadlifts, 
power throws, push-ups, planks, a run, and a sprint drag carry event, as well as a leg tuck that was eventually eliminated. Service leaders hope the newer tests, the first such change in more than 40 years, would better replicate tasks needed for combat while reducing the risk of injuries. And by the new fitness curriculum was quickly criticized after it became clear women, older male soldiers, and National Guard and Reserve troops had difficulty passing it. About 44% of women failed the test from October 2020 to April 2021, compared to about 7% of men, military.com found at the time. Okay, so we're going to dumb it down, and the reason they gave was to better overall fitness in the armed services. I'm not sure I understand that can be a valid excuse, because overall fitness in the armed services is better served by people being overall more fit. I know it sounds crazy, but if you're more fit, the overall fitness will go up. If you're less fit, it will go down. And just because you are changing the rules from 10 pull-ups to one hang, where you just sort of pull yourself up once and hang there, um, that doesn't mean that you're more physically fit. It just means you passed a lesser physical fitness test. And the simple question is this, at 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, question is simple. Do you want an armed forces that is less fit or that are less fit that are just passing because we're giving everybody a trophy and patting them on the back as they walk by? Um, or do you want a physically fit armed force that goes out, does the job, and can do the job no matter what your gender happens to be? I mean, the answer to me is simple. But if you've got an argument where you think this is this is smart to make it easier for women and easier for older people. I have an idea. If you can't pass it, don't be in. Then we'll get people that can pass it. See, I, I'm one of those crazy people that thinks that women can get themselves to a fitness level to pass these tests. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Great to have you. Thanks. Phone calls coming in. 888-941-PAGS. Bottom of the hour, it'll be campus reform. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Listen, as we get older, we, we get tired easier. Don't have the kind of energy we had when we were younger. You can fix that by grabbing yourself some, um, some Super Beats Heart Chews. These are awesome because they taste great. So it's not like you're taking some sort of a supplement, but it's a great supplement that includes non-GMO beets and grapeseed extract. They taste incredible. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine every day. Promote heart-healthy energy for your day. No caffeine crash because Super Beats Heart Chews have unique clinically researched grapeseed extract, and they promote heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure as part of a healthy lifestyle. I, I eat these. They're delicious. They're really very good. You feel a difference in energy level pretty quickly. I'll be honest with you. And the grapeseed extract used has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. So because you listen to my program, get a great deal. Up to 45% off plus free shipping at JoeLovesBeats.com. Their best offer available anywhere. That's JoeLovesBeats.com. Get up to 45% off right now at JoeLovesBeats.com. Let me go to the phone lines. Let me say hello and welcome to Sean, who's in Florida. Sean, what's going on? Hi. Hey, 
Hey, Joe, it's always a pleasure, man. Thank you. You were just saying something that sparked my interest, being a longtime veteran DOD contractor. My daughter's a Marine. She's also an immigrant from Ukraine, so a lot going on with that story. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was just talking to your call screener about the fact that um, she's been in for about two years. She's a corporal now, and she's um, she's performing a PFT at the boys' level, on the boys' scale, and beating about 75% of the men in uh, – in their, in their PFT. Now they've changed theirs up. Theirs is still somewhat up there, but as I understand, there's supposed to be some changes coming around the corner for the Marine Corps as well. And I think that we're hurting ourselves. Anytime we don't expect our troops to perform at a certain level, when they get out there, and I understand that we're moving towards drones and we're moving towards robotics and all this other stuff and AI, but we're dehumanizing more, which means it's more, more likely to be prevalent in our, our day-to-day life. Um, you know, you're taking that huge, that human judgment call out of it, but you're expecting less of our troops, which is setting them up for failure. You know, same thing happened with land navigation. When we were teaching that in basic training in the, in the mid nineties, they were telling us, you need to teach these guys how to use the GPS. And we're like, wait a minute, where's the lensetic compass, your protractor, your, you know, topo maps and all that stuff. And you're teaching waypoints and things like that. But what happens when the battery dies? Oh, they're just supposed to call for backup. I, that doesn't always happen, you know, and I think we're hurting ourselves if uh, if we dumb down the military. Well, I agree with everything that you just said, but but uh, to the physical fitness part specifically, obviously they're just trying to make the numbers look better. They're trying to say, look, fifty uh, percent more women passed this time, right? Because you you dumb down the physical fitness test so much that there's no possible way you couldn't have improved the numbers. It doesn't make us more ready to fight. Doesn't make us more ready to defend. And it actually it, it's a it's a backward move. It really is. Better, better to have 300 lions than 10,000 lambs. We had kids we literally had to kick out of boot because they couldn't do a single push-up. Wow. They didn't understand the concept of extending your arms. I'll spend a week trying to teach, and after that, i got to move on. i got a whole 44 other guys i got to get through this in you right. know, 16 weeks. <laughs> you know, you're sorry. You don't get a trophy. No parting gifts. Have a nice life. Go to basket weaving or something. I don't know. But, you well, know, well, I think Sean, I'm with you. No, no, I think you're absolutely right, and, and, and I get the and thanks. I appreciate the service, man. I appreciate you calling in too. Thank you. Um, he's right. Again, you know, I've worked out for a long time in my life, and I've worked out. I've got very good friends. I mean, uh, friends that I won't I won't mention here, but uh, you would know. So, like, I will mention Jill Mills. She was the world's strongest woman. She could absolutely do more in the gym than I could on many different things. And here's a woman, uh, Nydia, who I worked out with for a long time, very good friend of mine, is in great shape all all the time, all year round, and can outdo most men any day of the week. So there's really no reason to say women can't get there. Now, if you want to, if you want to make it easier, again, suggest maybe not basket weaving, but some other career, because there's no room for for somebody who's not in shape as a member of the military let's take it to civil servants no room for somebody out of shape to be a police officer man or woman to be a firefighter man or woman you know i'm sorry to say sad to report it. if you're a police officer listening to me if you're fat you shouldn't be a police officer a you're putting your life at risk because it's a high stress job you're going to kill yourself with with uh you know these comorbidities that you're carrying around but also how can you track down a, a criminal it doesn't make any sense to me you know, how can you get over a fence if you're running after somebody? How can you go and save somebody's life inside of a burning building? You know, in New York City, they were saying yes to, uh, you know, a female firefighter, and they were celebrating the fact that they said yes to her, but they made her physical fitness test so much less. Fire doesn't care if you're a man or a woman. Fire cares that it's going to either keep on going or you're going to douse the flames. 
And if you can't carry somebody out who's stuck in there, that person might die because somebody wanted a good-looking number on a physical fitness test for a woman on the firefighting, you know, at the fire department. That doesn't make sense. If a job requires a certain level of physicality, it doesn't matter what your gender is. What matters is, can you do that certain level of physicality? It's really kind of simple. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. When we come back, it's going to be campusreform.org, another young reporter doing a great job bringing us information that uh, you otherwise would not have heard about. They do a great job uncovering what's going on in college campuses. Keep it right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always great to have a young reporter, a correspondent on from campusreform.org. We welcome back uh, Wyatt Eichholz. He's been on here before. Wyatt, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing fantastic. Great to see you too, Joe. Yeah, listen, um, you're going to University of Alabama, and we just had this conversation about uh, the Roll Tide and the Crimson Tide uh, versus the War Eagle, and you're not even having it. It's not like even a friendly rivalry. It's like it's dividing people in the state. Big time. I mean, I've got people whose dad went to one school and mom went to the other. Oh, and no. The Iron Bowl is a difficult day for that family. I'll bet. Uh, well, well, listen, glad, glad to have you back from uh, from Alabama. Are things warming up now in Alabama? I'm in Texas, so it's pretty nice out. Is it nice there? Oh, it's wonderful. I mean, other than the tornado warning that we had last night, the weather's beautiful. It's sunny. It's warm. This is kind of why I go to school in the south rather than Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Is Alabama open? Uh, and by that, I mean, when you go to University of Alabama, obviously a state funded school, uh, do you have to wear a mask? Do you have to show vax cards or anything like that? No, we're pretty much back to a pre-pandemic normal. Uh, classes are full capacity. Masks are not required. And vaccination was never mandatory at this school. How does a young guy like you and, and those that, uh, that are your peers, how do you react to like Fauci showing back up on the scene saying, you know, we might have to go back to those those restrictions again? You guys even react to that? You know, it's not really on our radar. We're pretty much doing our own thing at this point. And since people at Alabama, they didn't really care for the first round of restrictions, I doubt that coming back on with them is going to make any difference. Good. Uh, I think that we should all ignore Fauci. I think that, that I think Fauci in Italian, I'm Italian. I think Fauci in Italian means ignore this guy. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what it means. Uh, it's Wyatt Eichholz. Again, go to campusreform.org every day like I do. Check out these stories these young reporters do. Let's get into them. University president denounces conservative group after repeated leftist student protests. So if you're a conservative group and you're doing nothing wrong, if there are enough protests, protests, they'll shut you down. That seems to be the policy. A couple of weeks ago, leftist students at the University of Northern Texas rioted and protested a Young Conservatives of Texas event hosting uh, candidate Jeff Younger. The violence was so bad that the police had to escort Younger out of the building. He allegedly claims to have been punched. And yet in response to this, the university condemned not the violent protesters, the leftists, but the conservative students going as far as to lament the fact that he can't ban the group himself because of their constitutional rights. So they have the constitutional right to protest and be noisy and and be annoying, but the conservative group doesn't have the same constitutional right to gather and and speak? The university president, sir, wishes they didn't. He said that if he could snap his fingers and remove them, he would. Well, he can. He's the university president. He's allowed to have rules on campus. Does he not know that? 
you know, I think that he would rather use the leftist students and these leftist protesters to enforce the, the progressive agenda. You know, he empowers and in fact encourages this kind of violence by failing to take action when these people act out and go beyond prefer, uh, legal protests to express opposition. So instead, he's willing to let these leftist goon squads harass conservatives and try to drive them out of the public forum. And this is not a trend that we just see in this one Texas school. We see it across the country. Yeah. In fact, go uh, ahead. No, you said in fact. Go ahead. Yeah. In fact, we see this in uh, Illinois Tech. A student tried to fund a TPUSA chapter and the school body protested so badly that he had to withdraw that. At St. Louis University, students petitioned to have Matt Walsh, a Catholic speaker, trying to speak at a Catholic university, deplatformed. He still showed up anyway. It's hard to cancel that guy. But the fact of the matter is leftist students cannot stand the idea of conservatives on campus and administrations stand by and let these leftists basically run conservatives off the road. I don't, why I don't, I don't understand a couple of things there. First of all, um, harassment isn't covered. You, that's not a first amendment, right? Uh, giving sure. somebody a hard time, shouting them down, interrupting events. I mean, you really are allowed to set decorum. You're allowed to set rules. And I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Do I have the first amendment right to wear whatever I want? And I think the answer is yes. I can express myself through my clothing. If yes. I go to work for a place that has a uniform code, and they say, you must wear this shirt and this kind of pants and white sneakers to work here. I can't say my First Amendment right allows me to wear Bermuda shorts and Hawaii shirt, you know, Hawaiian shirt. So the Supreme Court itself has ruled that individual, you know, organizations, individual companies, individual schools have the right to have a dress code. They have the right to say, you can't say these things in the public square. Why do you think these university presidents act like they can't set a code or a rule or put out a, a, okay, you want to go to school at this university? Here's our book. If you can abide by all of this, you're, you're welcome. And if you go past that, we'll say, hey, we showed you the, the code, all the, this handbook that when you came here, you're not following what's in the handbook. And the handbook should say, don't harass people. Allow people their own space. Allow others to have their First, uh, First Amendment expression as well. Why, why do you think they don't do that? Why do they pretend that I can't do anything because the First Amendment allows them to do it? First Amendment doesn't give you free right to do anything you want anywhere you want. You know, I think the answer, Joe, is that they like it when these leftist univer- uh, leftist university students protest violently the conservatives. Yeah. They like it when these violent protesters from Antifa and young democratic socialists try and drive conservatives out. The university knows that they legally can't take action against conservatives, but they're more than willing to throw their hands in the air and let the leftist students have their will of the place. Ding, ding, ding. You nailed it. I knew you would. It's Wyatt Eichholz. Uh, Make sure you go and check out everything he does at campusreform.org. Let's get to this one. Um, Read what happens after students posted their class revealing whiteness activity on social media. Fill me in. Sure. So an anonymous conservative Instagram account published a photo of a handout from class, which had all the standard critical race theory stuff, citing Robin D'Angelo, talking about how whiteness is different specific dimensions race of racism and instructing students to go about you know, revealing that on the BYU campus, Birmingham University, uh, Young University. Now, when this was went public, a different professor, Eric Bybee, he lashed out, threatening to use the school's honor code and content policies to punish the students for publishing this information. Basically, he didn't like the fact that critical race theory was exposed for being taught in the university classroom. And, and again, here's just that this is completely contradictory to the previous one where they say, well, we can't stop the, the, the left protesting. It's the First Amendment. This this person posted on Instagram that's just expressing something uh, on Instagram, on social media. It is their right to do so. They could stand on the corner and hold a sign that has a picture of this actual handout as well. They can't do anything to stop that. Yet this professor thinks 
that they can change the rules and ban any sort of leaking of what's being taught at the university. I mean, that's just so completely 180 from the previous story, is it not? It really is. It goes to show that there's no real standard except the standard that anything that benefits the left is allowed and anything that harms the left is prohibited. The leftists and these progressive professors on campus, they don't like it when the radical stuff that they indoctrinate students with in campus is exposed because they know that these ideas don't hold up to scrutiny. Critical race theory doesn't hold up to any sort of logical examination, but yet they continue to teach it anyway. Now, they know that if they are exposed and brought to the light, they will be shut down. So these professors try to cover up, block any transparency, and shut down students for expressing their own expression, uh, First Amendment rights, for telling the truth. It is uh, Wyatt Eicholtz. He's from CampusReform.org. I mean, you see these nutty stories. I'm so glad that you bring them to the fore. You, you, University of Florida takes Karl Marx's name off of a study room. Uh, why, why was there a, Karl Marx's name on a study room to begin with at, at a, a, a taxpayer-funded university? I don't get it. That's a great question. I'm still scratching my head over that as well. I mean, the ideologies that Marx espoused led to the deaths of millions of people, hundreds of millions of people over the course of the 20th century. So the fact that the University of Florida would pay to honor him with a a name on a plaque is bizarre. Now, the university library has a series of study rooms named after figures like Benjamin Franklin, Frederick Douglass, and Martin Luther King Jr., civil rights heroes and, and great American thinkers. And yet, they're also willing to put Mar- Karl Marx on that same lineup, labeling, labeling him a philosopher, radical economist, and revolutionary critic. They really seem I'm to think— sorry, what? <laughs> they, they, they actually made it look like those are credits of his? That it was they, a good thing somehow? We should all be like Karl Marx? What? That certainly seems to be their policy, is that they would, we should honor Karl Marx just like we honor the contributions of Martin Luther King Jr. They put them on the same footing, the same playing field by naming rooms after them. Now, of course, they had to walk it back after campus reform exposed this, and now they're blaming it on the Russian invasion of Ukraine, saying, well, we'll take that down. But really, I think that these administrators do believe that Karl Marx is a figure that should be respected and admired by students. That's why they put him in their library in the first place, and they only took it down because they got called out for it. They got caught. No, exactly right. And it's funny, I don't think Black Lives Matter, the organization, showed up to say, hey, stop it. He's not the same as Martin Luther King Jr. because Black Lives Matter, between you and don't tell anybody, but between you and me, they're more on the side of Karl Marx than they ever would have been on the side of MLK. They actually admit it. There are a bunch of Marxists in that organization. It was never about black lives. It was about pushing Marxism on our country. It is uh, why Wyatt Eichholz from uh, University of Alabama. Don't say Auburn. You'd be in big trouble if you do. ESPN writer says diversity hiring is good for the NCAA coaching uh, jobs that are open, but not for recruiting. I, I often make this this example. I, I, I do this all the time. People talk about equity. People talk about equal opportunity, which are very different things, equity and equal opportunity. Uh, Equality of outcomes, what what equity is. Nobody ever talks about it on the playing field. Nobody ever talks about it on the basketball court. In fact, I don't want there to be equity in in the NBA because I think the NBA uh, teams are hiring the best players they can. And if it's 80% black players, God bless you. I have no problem with that. But suddenly we have to look at the color of people's faces and their ancestry when it's in coaching, either in the pros or in the NCAA. Fill, fill me in on, on uh, who said this at ESPN and, and what exactly they mean when it's okay here but not okay there. Certainly. So this was Richard Lapichik, who is an ESPN contributor. He also leads the Institute for Diversity Ethics in Sports. Okay. Uh, basically, he said that the gender and racial representation in NCAA coaching staffs is embarrassing because there wasn't enough diversity among the people coaching these teams. Now, uh, I think- no, 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 well, hold on. So, okay, great. 
got to have more diversity. Can't have a bunch of white guys coaching the teams. Whatever. I mean, it's still, you're going to hire the best coach to get the most wins. But why can't you do the same thing for those for those who are playing? If you want it here, why can't it be there? What's the difference? Exactly. This exposes the blatant double standard and the fact that they're not actually caring. They don't actually care about diversity. This is just advocating for a progressive agenda to to enact a leftist takeover of athletic institutions. If they actually wanted true diversity or these types of racialized quotas on the playing field, well, then they'd have to send a lot of kids home who are really good at sports and take on a lot of kids who aren't as good. Um, these types of policies, when it when it's applied to coaching staffs, when it's applied to affirmative action and hiring, it throws merit and excellence out the window and it inserts leftist ideology that puts people's identities over people's merit. It reduces you to an external factor or something like as simple as skin color or race, uh, gender instead of someone's individual talent. It's demeaning to someone's actual abilities and it doesn't make a team more competitive. It doesn't make a school more excellent and it doesn't make a workplace any more productive. Absolutely right. And by the way, meritocracy is how we became a great nation. Meritocracy is why we don't worry about diversity when it comes to doing a really good job. If you're excelling, you should move up. If you're really great at a sport, you should move up. If you're really great at uh, accounting, you should move up, whatever it happens to be. The idea that we have to look at the face, the, the diverse background, the race, the ethnicity, the ancestry is something that is completely not American. We have become a segregated society again. And guess who did it? The same people who did it the first time, the left in this country. Country. Why? Great job. Do you have any social media you, you want to pop out there to the, to the people watching and listening? Uh, certainly. You can always follow me on Twitter at W underscore EIC one. Uh, that's the best place to reach me if you want to pitch a story or uh, expose some more of this leftist bias going on on your campus. Campus reform would be more than happy to bring the truth to light. And you guys always do. Campusreform.org. Go there every day like I do. Why? Thanks a million. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Joe. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. Make sure you stop by campusreform.org. That's where you get young reporters like Wyatt out there getting it done on the campuses. Really enjoy having them on. We've had them on for years now, and it's, they do a great job every time. Have you gotten your Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier yet? Have you gotten it? You get a three-pack right now and save a whole bunch of money. I'll tell you how to do that in a second. You know, the Thunderstorm uh, freshens everybody's homes. A lot of people have bought them already. Over 200,000 have been sold. You know that it works. The odor will disappear when you use the Thunderstorm. Odors uh, fr- like from litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, a whole lot more. The best of all, no filters to buy. So you're going to save money. You buy this, and then you're done. Right now, you could save over $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack for the entire home. You're going to get three units for under $200. It's a fraction of the cost of one of those other units that you've seen. In fact, some other air purifiers can go for over $600. Put one in your basement, your bedroom, your family room, kitchen, anywhere you need clean, fresh air. And with this special offer, you're getting three units for under $200. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use my discount code, PAGS3, P-A-G-S, then the number three. Save $200. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code PAGS3. Also, shipping is absolutely free. You're going to love that. We've got a couple in the house now, and they work very, very well. All right, Carrie, before we, uh, we, we do pop culture, I want to I present this to you. You're a mom. I am. You're a woman. I am. By the definition I know, you're a woman. 
I know I'm a woman. Yes. No, no, no. Well, if you're a Supreme uh, Court yes, justice yes, nominee, yes. it's hard to it's hard to define it. I am hard a woman. to define. I am a woman. Yes. Dr. Michelle Morse decided to tweet this. Just tell me what you think of this. Okay. The urgency of this moment is clear. Mortality rates of birthing people are too high, and babies born to black and Puerto Rican mothers in this city are, this is New York City, are three times more likely to die in their first year of life than babies born to non-Hispanic white birthing people. Okay. So black and Hispanics, or black and Puerto Rican... Our mothers, and but whites, you are a birthing person. I am not. I am a mother. No, you're a birthing person. I am Don't a argue. Mother. She's, I am not she's a, a blue check mark. You can't I argue think, with her. She's no. Your city I will health department. argue with her. I am a mother all day. At what every day. at what point does it jump from? That's ridiculous. I'm a news anchor. Well, hold on. I'm a news anchor. Yet I'm listening to absolute lunacy here. Yeah. You know what I mean? At some point, I mean, <laughs> I know. Don't you just don't you just feel like saying and to interject some more truth, only women can have babies and they're mothers, they're not birthing people. I mean, but and then she goes so far as to call because you're white, so we're birthing people. Right. But other races can be mothers. Ex- explain that to me. How I mean, and why is she able to get away with that? I hope somebody calls her out on this. Well, I we just mother. did. Yeah. And we'll continue well, to call her out yeah. on it, but it's but it's actually it's kind of sick because I mean literally <sighs> the reason person. why you're called a birthing people a uh, birthing person is because you white. That's it. <laughs> if you're black or, or Hispanic or Puerto Rican or whatever, um, uh, you know, or you know, non-white Hispanic, then you're a mother. Mm-hmm. But if you're white, you are to be denigrated. You're to be called a birthing person. No, because we're not really I sure. I mean, Carrie, you might that. be a man just popping out kids. I don't know. I am not. I am a woman. Uh, and that is I'm the a official mother. term, right? Popping out kids? No, not really. That's right. I, I forgot. It's dropping a baby. Mothers you just would appreciate that. Drop the baby. <laughs> we don't drop the babies. No, no, no. Use the proper terminology. Out. A lot of birthing people that would appreciate that. That is not the that. proper terminology. It is not. And I am a mother all day. Did you, did you, oh, you're definitely a mother. I'm a so, mother uh, and a mother. So, yes. So, so for me, I never thought that I would see this in my lifetime that we would be calling mothers birthing people and there's an actual mm-hmm. faction of our society that thinks that's correct somehow yeah and it's not breastfeeding it's chest feeding i mean come well on. i try to latch one of my kids onto my chest no. it didn't work oh no i was gonna say this is a pop culture no. Dirty pop. Paula, what's going on all right so i think you kind of hinted to this earlier maybe yes not. uh herschel walker and dr oz uh apparently have been removed from uh, the sports, the President's Council on Sports, Nutrition, and Fitness. And apparently with this story from Yahoo, it says because they're both running for U.S. Senate. And that's why they've been removed. But trending today was that it could be a Hatch Act violation because now you've got members of the administration serving in a campaign capacity from their official jobs, which is against the rules. It's, it's very odd. You know what's going to happen, Polo? Herschel Walker and Dr. Oz now have a better chance of winning because they're going to play the victim now. It's, it's kind of simple. Yeah, probably so. We got to go. That's Polo. That's Sam. That's Carrie. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show. Thank <laughs> you.